Given the fact that people on the left have been encouraging civil unrest for so many years, the riots in Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, and other American cities have fallen far short of what they were hoping for. They must be very disappointed. They have failed once again. They wanted revolution, but they didn't get it. There is no revolution coming anytime soon either. No leftist takeover of the government, no end to elected government, and no kind and glorious socialist dictator. In fact, there probably wouldn't have been any riots at all, except that the leaders of so many cities are weak and ineffective. The rioters took advantage of these weak and foolish leaders. How could anyone take them seriously? Once the rioters saw that the mayor of Minneapolis and the governor of the state were not concerned with stopping them, that instead they believed in that ridiculous policy of letting the rioters let off steam, which only leads to violence and destruction, it was game on for the looters and the Antifa thugs to go on a rampage. Many of the leaders in other cities were even worse. Bill de Blasio of New York comes to mind. They failed to make any serious attempt at stopping the people who weren't there to protest, but to riot. Too bad, because so many of the people who showed up for the protest were there to demand justice for George Floyd, who was killed by a police officer. His death was totally unacceptable, and those responsible need to be punished to the full extent of the law. There's no room for this kind of behavior in America in 2020. Sadly, racism does exist, but solving the problem is not going to be found in looting and violence. I'm proud of the fact that 96% of Americans who were polled on the subject believed that the killing was not justified. But this must have also disappointed the left. Their narrative for years has been that when police kill unarmed black men, no one cares. That terrible lie has been spread by members of the media too much to their continued disgrace. Americans are united in their desire to see police officers who kill innocent people punished. There is total agreement on that, despite the lies the left tries to push. When it comes to ending police misconduct, there is no left and no right, no Democrat, no Republican. We're all united against it. But most Americans are also united against people who want to destroy the country. And that's what some of the demonstrators were trying to do, as the left tries to take advantage of the tragic death of George Floyd to bring down the country. The protests in cities all over America would have been largely peaceful, except they were hijacked by paid Antifa protesters and by looters, who were there to take advantage of the protests. Antifa's goal was not to seek justice for George Floyd, but to promote and encourage violence so they could accomplish their goals. Antifa's goal? Take down the government and replace it with socialism or communism. The goal of the looters? Get as much free stuff as possible. But George Floyd? Who cares? The common theme in all cities was that the peaceful demonstrators owned the day and the violent rioters owned the night. You would have thought that local leaders would have figured that out after the first day and enforced early curfews. But while they were eventually established, many of the curfews didn't even start until 11 p.m. What good does that do? Curfews should start at 6 p.m., no later. The leaders of these cities 
were typical liberals, praising the rioters and not protecting their own citizens. And do you believe for one second that the people who live in those communities were happy that people were rioting and looting and setting fires in their neighborhoods? They don't want that. Most of the people who did the looting and set the fires don't even live in the communities. It's the people who do live there who suffer. And if you think they want this kind of violence, you're delusional. Out-of-touch liberals may see it that way, but the people who live there want to see more police and National Guard troops out protecting them and not encouraging the rioters or being afraid of them as the mayors of many of these cities were. Had the mayor of Minnesota, Jacob Fry, shown even a tiny bit of courage, he would have stopped the looters and the rioters immediately, and he would have never let them destroy that police station. Had he stood up to them instead of cowering like a baby, maybe none of the violence in any city would have happened. Instead, he sent a clear signal to everyone that he was too afraid to do anything that he would not protect the citizens that he vowed to protect when he took his oath of office. And liberals in other cities followed suit. What losers? Or you might just call them typical liberals. The people demonstrating, those who were truly concerned with police abuse, knew it would look foolish to use violence, the very thing they were there to protest, to achieve their goals. The real protesters did not want violence. Liberals are always talking about how complicated things are and how it takes smart liberals to solve problems. Most of the times, they're full of it. But in this case, you're talking about very complicated problems because they're human problems filled with human emotions, and there's no easy solution. And the real problem can be found in economic disparities, in a lack of opportunity, not in race. But whatever the problem, the answer will not be found in violence. You know, if you take out all of the people who are professional protesters and members of Antifa, and then take out the looters, and all of the people who are just there to watch for something to happen so they could video it on their cell phones, what you have left are people with sincere concerns about police brutality. And the vast majority are peaceful protesters. They're not violent. They want the system to change peacefully. In the case of Antifa, they've been around for years, and they're getting stronger, mostly because no one has stood up to them. The group has no real leaders, but they communicate via Facebook and text messaging, so they know their targets and they know their tactics, too. They're well-trained and organized and apparently well-funded, too. And it doesn't hurt that their members usually don't even get arrested when they get violent and destructive. They target cities run by liberals, and they know full well that liberals generally like it when there are protests. And if you've noticed, even when they are violent and destructive, they're never prosecuted by judges in these liberal cities. At most, they're fined and sent on their way, free to do it again. Now that sends a very clear message to them that their violence will be tolerated and even encouraged. So it brings about even more violence and destruction. If they see that there's no penalty for their bad behavior, why shouldn't they keep doing it? And why wouldn't more people be encouraged to join them? And saying that things concerning race have gotten so much better over the years, which is true, doesn't seem to get through to people on the left. 
because it doesn't promote their political agenda, an agenda that can only be pushed by calling everyone racist, even though that's ludicrous. The people saying it know it's not true, just like they know that all police officers are not racist. But it doesn't serve their purpose to admit it, so they don't. Statistical proof clearly shows that violent incidents between police and minorities have declined by nearly 75% over the last 40 years. Police officers in departments all over America have taken training, and they genuinely want community policing to work. Think how much easier their jobs would be if there was no violence in our cities. People who live in the cities want more police protection, not less, and they've said it over and over. They want to be safe, and they know that the vast majority of police officers want to help. That's why so many of them became police officers. But to listen to people in the media, they did it just so they could attack minorities and arrest them, not help them. And by constantly pushing that lie, the left does what they do best. They shut down any meaningful communication that might help solve the problem. That's what they do best, claim they want solutions, but they shut down any talk that might produce solutions. How can we have an honest dialogue when every real conversation is shut down? You can't say you want dialogue and then shut it down because you don't like what people say. And global solutions mandated by Congress just won't work. When the problem is a lack of understanding between people, the only way to make it better is to talk and increase understanding among people. These problems must be solved by people in the communities talking to each other. And until that happens, there will be very little progress. But there must be a genuine desire to fix the problems and not use them to incite revolution. But don't think you can completely eliminate racism because you can't. It'll always be with us. But if we keep making progress, it will become less of a problem. But we must talk to each other because so many of the problems of race come from a lack of understanding of each other. And another huge problem is that the places where these incidents are most likely to happen are big cities, and they're all controlled by Democrats, and they have been for more than 50 years. This means that the only voices that are heard are from the left. So they keep trying to solve the problems with solutions that haven't worked in more than 50 years. Why in the world they keep applying failed solutions over and over is beyond me. But that's how the liberal mind works. If something is failing miserably, apply more of whatever it is that's already failed. So do they really want solutions? And a failure to even recognize the progress that has been made only shuts down dialogue. Saying that we've made great progress in America when it comes to race relations is true. But do you ever hear that said by anyone? You are far too likely to hear just the opposite, that all white people are racist. How do you have a conversation when that's your opening position? Young people are told constantly by their teachers that America is racist. The media tells everyone that America is racist. Politicians tell us that everyone is racist. That's not a good way to start a conversation. How about, we've come a long way towards improving race relations, but we can do better. How would you make it better? We should be celebrating the fact that so many people, 96%, want the cops punished. 
I wish we could get 96% of Democrats to be against rioting and looting, but they're not. Americans have done a wonderful job in trying to eliminate racism, and we need to keep at it. But it would be insanity to say that until we achieve perfection that we're all racist. Yet isn't that what people on the left are trying to tell us? Perfection is never going to happen. There will always be racist and no number is acceptable. But get real. You will never totally eliminate the problem. Let's look at the statistics. And these are facts. 19 unarmed white men were killed by police last year and nine black men and one black woman in a country of 325 million people. And police violence is down by nearly 75% in the last 40 years. Is that a good thing? I think it is. Should we try to make it better? Of course. But do you really want to destroy America for something that's getting better? And why don't you ever hear about that? Meanwhile, 89 police officers were killed in the line of duty in 2019. Nine black men and one black woman killed by police in 2019 out of 325 million people. And they want to take down America because of that. Is that the definition of insanity? If it isn't, it should be. The vast majority of people in America, they want to get along with each other. People of all races. But you don't hear from them. They're never in the media, ever. And that's a tragedy. Why would any sane person want to hate another person? Hatred isn't the natural state of humans. The desire to be friendly and get along and work together is far more natural. Left to their own devices, people want to get along. But if the only voices we hear are angry voices, voices that preach separation and hate and fear, nothing good will ever happen. I'm not talking about legitimate issues. Those need to be solved. But so much of what we read and hear in the media is just sensationalist BS meant to divide us. For what reason? The lust for power. That's what. And let's not keep trying to solve the wrong problem over and over. We need to make America succeed economically for everyone. We need to be a place of opportunity. You don't see too many people who have to get up the next morning to go to work out rioting the night before. There is frustration when people can't be part of the economy and make a living and get ahead. But before the coronavirus, we had nearly a full employment economy. Economic opportunity will go a long way to solving our issues. And we need to find ways to help make more people economically successful. And now the same people in the big cities that have made laws to make it legal to steal from stores and who have eliminated bail and who have put dangerous criminals back on the street, these same radical people, now they want to eliminate the police. Black Lives Matter and Antifa and a bunch of Hollywood celebrities are trying to get big city leaders to defund police departments in the very cities where the violence happens and replace them with citizen militias. And who would control these militias? Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Are you starting to get it? Do you begin to see what they really want? And the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, agrees with them and has pledged to cut the police budget in Los Angeles by $150 million. But the radicals say this isn't enough. People voted for this idiot 
they actually elected him to run the city of Los Angeles. One final thought. For those people who think that this is the end of America as we know it, dream on. It isn't going to happen. Don't start celebrating because, if anything, this will make us stronger. Rational people see what giving in to radicals and looters brings. They see what they really want, and they won't stand for it. When looked at in the cold light of day, the killing of George Floyd was terrible. But maybe out of his death, we can learn some lessons. And maybe we can start an honest conversation about how to give more people the tools they need to participate economically in the American dream. The left never wants to talk about that, but that's the key to solving this problem and many others. Americans of all races who are not radicals, who are just trying to live their lives, people who love their country, they know this. No people in the history of the world have tried harder with more good intentions to eliminate racism. None. And the statistics prove it beyond any reasonable doubt. So when radicals tell us that we're racist and America is a terrible place, we know they're lying. And when people lie constantly over and over, we can figure out that something is wrong. We aren't stupid. We know they have a terrible vision for the future of this country. And to achieve it, they must lie over and over to try to justify their actions. The overwhelming majority of protesters are peaceful, and you can see all races marching together, not separately, and with the same goal, to work together to remember George Floyd. The radicals saw this, and they had to step in and try to cause violence and looting to change the theme, to tear us apart. It won't work. We will continue to make progress, but we'll never reach perfection. Honest people see the progress that has been made, and they celebrate it. People who seek only perfection, they do so because of their political agenda. They hate America, and they always will. And they use race in their quest for power. We can never let them win. In America, truth always wins out in the long run, and it will this time, too. People of all races want to come to America because it's a great place. If it really was such a terrible place, people would be leaving, but they aren't, and they won't. You can listen to anyone you want, but if you keep listening to people who tell you how terrible you are and how terrible America is and how it's always been terrible, then maybe you just don't get it, and you probably never will. I hope the death of George Floyd brings about meaningful dialogue between people and that it will lead to even more positive change. That will help take back our country from the radicals who want to destroy it. And a lot of people are saying now that we're at a turning point because of the death of George Floyd. Maybe we are, but it isn't what a lot of people think. Maybe the turning point is that we're all sick and tired of being accused of being racist when we aren't. Maybe the turning point is that we will demand law and order. Maybe the turning point will be that people of all races recognize the progress we have made as a country and look to cooperate with each other to make even more progress. And maybe the turning point is that from now on, we will refuse to be divided by power-hungry people so they can get even more power. And maybe the turning point is that from now on, we will work to ensure 
economic opportunity for all Americans because that's where the real problem is that we need to solve. That's where the real work ahead of us is, the place where we must focus our attention. We can't be seeking perfection for a problem that's getting better, but one that will never be perfect. That's self-destructive. You should be proud to be an American. Reach out and communicate with people. Be positive. Look for solutions. This is still, without a doubt, the greatest country in the world. And the people who are telling you differently are power-hungry liars, not truth-tellers. You should never turn a blind eye to real problems. They'll inevitably become big problems if you do. But you also should be discerning enough to recognize a charlatan when you see one. And the people telling you to hate yourself and your country are frauds. And more people on the right need to make their voices heard in the cities where the problems exist. And more successful black people who have left the cities must participate too. These one-sided leftist solutions, they just haven't worked. They're making things worse in our cities. Just look at how they've destroyed the education system. And that's the key to giving young people a chance for a better future. After all these years of failure, it's time to try something different. But if we ignore the problems or find reasons to avoid them or just sit on the sidelines doing nothing, things will never change for the people in those communities. If we have learned nothing else from the desperate tactics used by the radicals and the looters, it should be to reveal just how desperate they are. Their use of violence must be rejected. They can't win this battle. They're incapable of winning because everything they're preaching is a lie. This was their last chance to burn down America, and although they caused a lot of damage, they didn't do it. They didn't win. But they won't stop trying, so we need to be vigilant. We know who they are now and what they want, and we can never let them get it. Not here in America. The leftists have ruined our cities, but it must stop there, because we see the results of their leadership, and it isn't pretty. We need to work together to make positive changes in our cities, changes that can result in a better educational system and more economic opportunity for all people, changes that will give hope to people who want the chance to make their lives better. But that will never happen if the only voices heard in our cities are from the radical left. They've failed too many times, and they've hurt far too many people. We need more voices. We need more ideas. We need your voice and your ideas.